Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. So the title for uh, today's uh, message that I was thinking was the Father's Heart. So as Pastor told, uh, we all know the good part of the Father's Heart, the loving, the kind, the generous. Anything more? Any other descriptions for the Father's Heart? Anything? Compassionate and all of those, right? But there is also another aspect. Uh, the one who disciplines, the one who corrects, and all of those also. So what I'm going to do today is look at the good aspect, the loving, kind, good heart of the Father. So for that, I've just, I've got a few verses up there. So let's just go to the first verse. So it says in Genesis 3.21 that the Lord God made for the man and his wife garments of skin with which he clothed them. So the speaking about the context here is, it's about Adam and Eve. So God created them, put placed them in the Garden of Eden. But they sinned and when, she, when God had come to have fellowship with them, they hid from God's presence because they felt naked. And God had to find them out. And he made garments of skin for both the man and the woman. We'll go to the next verse. Uh, John chapter 29 verses 9 to 12. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? For they knew it was the Lord. So again, speaking about the context, uh, Jesus, Jesus had died and he rose again. And this is the third time he's meeting his disciples. So the disciples, after everything that happened, they thought that their walk with the Lord is over or they might have assumed it. And they went back to their well-known occupation. They, the best thing that they knew was fishing. So they went back to their occupation, to their own business. And here Jesus comes. Come and have breakfast, he said to them. Not looking at where they were, what they were. He just pursued after them. The next verse. Uh, Luke 15, 20 to 23. It says, So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. 
Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. So this is another well-known parable of the father and the prodigal son. So as known, the son had taken all his inheritance from the father and he went and he later came to his senses. He realized what he did and he went back to the father. So these are just three instances of the father's heart. Like however, wherever we are, he still pursues. Like he could have left Adam and Eve there. He didn't have to go back. He, he found them and he clothed them. He gave the warmth that they needed. He covered their nakedness. Okay. And in the second instance, which was uh, in the book of John, like where they went back to their own business or where they went back to doing what they previously did after seeing all that Jesus did, after seeing all the miracles, after tasting and seeing the goodness of the Lord for three and a half years of their life, they went back to their own business. Jesus still pursued after them. Jesus still offered them warm food and showed that his love is still there. And in the third thing here, we see that the father was standing. The father was waiting. The father saw the son come from afar off and he ran. What does he say? Uh, he was filled with compassion for him and he ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. So this is what the father has to offer each one of us. It is his warmth, his love and his embrace. Many a times we have fallen short of seeking God. But uh, I just want to take this time, like, you know, there's this word, Selah, written in the Bible. So can we just wait, just, just take a pause and just ponder at what stage are we? Are we actually seeking God? Are we actually seeking the Lord's heart? Or are we, are we far or are we close? So just take a moment and just find at what position we are. It's a personal decision. It's a personal thing. No one can do it for you. So can we just take a minute and just think, are we still, are we still feeling the warmth of his love or are we feeling cold? Are we having the hot food that he's giving or are we having the food that was served last Sunday? Can we just take a moment to just think and reflect where we are in our walk with the Lord? suppose we've all reached a point where we are at least 50% close or we are 90% close to God or we are far away from God. So this is something that God has been speaking to me since a long time. So over the last three weeks, pastor asked me three weeks back, can you share the word? I was like, we'll see. Like, I, since then, I've been just praying and asking God what and how to share so these are some things that was put into my mind over the course of the last three weeks. Uh, so I've just, I've just tried jotting down some point 
on how we can strengthen our relationship with God and how we can seek the heart of God. Pastor has already shared it like as I told since the start of the meeting and during the worship. So the first thing that I've put up is it's a choice. It's a choice if you want to seek the Lord or not. You can you can live a happy life without seeking the Lord. You can live a regular life. You can live a supernatural life. Just as we heard last week from Pastor Matthew, Christian life can be boring if we do not seek the Lord because we are losing on the Lord and we are losing on the world. So it is at the end a choice, a decision that we make. You know, as Pastor told before, like, you know, Peter told, Peter asked, Lord, let me come to you. He had that desire to go to the Lord, to seek the Lord. He could have gone anywhere in that waters. But he told, Lord, I want to come to you. The world is out there. You can go anywhere. Manipal, lot of things. You can go anywhere at any point of the like day or night. But it is our choice. What do we want? How do we respond to God's calling? So under this, uh, what I've done, what, what, what I felt, what God specifically spoke to me is stop running away from God. This is what God specifically spoke to me. So if God speaks to anyone, anything specifically to you, you can take it home. This is what God spoke to me. Stop running away from God. It says in Revelations 3, 2 and 3, Wake up, strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Go back to what you've heard and believe, believed at first. Hold to it firmly, repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly as unexpected as a thief. So this is what... Uh, God has spoken to a couple of churches in the book of Revelations. That is to repent, to come back to the first love. So stop running away because there's a limit to running away. There is a point, there is a full stop to it. Stop running away, turn back. God is still waiting at that point where you left, you started running. So he is still there. So it's, it's just our choice to come back, to look back to the cross. Why do we run away from God? Or why do we keep running away from God? Okay, the initial run may have been hard, may have been like, okay, Sunday church, uh, but friends are going out. So, okay, let's, 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 just, just, just this Sunday, next Sunday, I'll, I'll be there in church. Or just, just this one exam tomorrow, uh, tonight I cannot read the Bible, so let's just, uh, no, just uh, God, Daddy, I've done this, okay? So that's it, Daddy, I've got an exam tomorrow. Tomorrow after exam, I will come back. This repeats. The first time it happens, the exam went well. Uh, the trip was fun. Nothing happened. Everyone was healthy. Well, we all reached home. So the next Sunday, the next friend comes up with a new plan. Uh, we've got that. Are you coming? Like, okay, last Sunday, God made everything work out well. So why not? Let's do it again. We reach a point of being comfortable. We, we enjoy that, enjoy God being good to us despite 
we running away from God? Okay, I, I, see, the word of God is a double-edged sword. So with every word that I'm saying, it is pricking me back. So uh, I just pray that this word helps you and blesses you. So that is what the uh, running away part is. Let's not be comfortable with what is happening around us. Let us, let us, be, let us decide to choose to be uncomfortable with everything that is happening that is not from God that includes not reading the word of God that includes not uh, not listening or not practicing what we've heard or we've heard and we what we know is from the Lord the next verse Second uh, Peter chapter 3 verse 15 says and remember our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved and 1 John 5.21 says, Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your heart. So all of these verses are just a few hand-picked verses. There are many more verses in the Bible that will encourage, that encourages each one of us to draw back to God. It is God's patience that we are still running away from God if we are. So He is patient. He is kind. Let us decide i want i'm just encouraging each one of us to just turn back to god because we have tasted the goodness of god we have enjoyed god at some point or the other so let's not test his patience any further rather let's turn back to god and let us keep away from anything that might take god's place in our hearts anything Whatever it is, yes, studies is a priority for us. Uh, friends are a priority for us. Family is a priority for us. But the first priority goes to Jesus. So let's just take that decision in God's presence. And uh, the next thing that I have under the same the, of its a choice is desire for the Lord. You know, in the book of Psalm, it says, uh, He shall... He delights in your desires. The God, sh God shall give you the desires of your heart. That is what the word says. In Matthew it says, uh, what you seek, so shall you find. So the more you desire for God, the more will he reveal himself to you. The more you decide to seek God, the more you will find him. So it is, it is again your desire. It is again that you fix your eyes on the Lord. You have to do it. We have to do it. I have to fix my eyes. I can, I can look to my parents. I can look to my spouse for anything. But above them all is my God. Like I have to do it for my my work with God. My no one can no one can look to God on my behalf. So it is your desire to seek the Lord. It is your desire to enjoy and taste the Lord. Uh, yeah, as it says in Jeremiah 29, 13, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me and I will be found by you, says the Lord. So that is what it says. That is what God said. You know, when you obey him and when you look for him wholeheartedly, you will find the Lord. This is written in the word of God. I haven't made it up. So go to the next verse. Matthew 9, 21, it says, For she said to herself, If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. 
so this is the part of the woman with who had the bleeding issue so here we see a woman with desperation she was desperate for her healing she has been in hiding she has been in her room she has been behind closed doors now she was desperate that is the desperation that we need for the lord desperately to touch the hem of his garment desperately to touch his heart now in the bible there is a man known as uh, known to be after god's own heart as pastor says bible quiz time david yes so david was known to be after god's own heart just like that can we can we be desperate to touch his heart can we be desperate to touch the hem of his garment next verse and second chronicles 22 verse 9 says then jehu's men searched for ahasia and they found him hiding in the city of samaria they brought him to jehu who killed him uh, ahasia was given a decent burial because the people said he was the grandson of jehoshaphat a man who sought the lord with all his heart so when you seek the lord it is not just you who will enjoy the goodness of god but it is your generation also your your life is not getting over like uh, many of us are students or uh, the youths here but it's not getting over with us there is a generation that's coming and probably we are here because our parents sought the lord our grandparents sought the lord that is why we are still here so when we seek the lord the blessings and that 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 goes on to our generations as well so that is about it's a choice so i just want to encourage you with saying that you can choose what you want to be to enjoy the lord or to keep running away from the lord and the next one is about the holy spirit we cannot have this walk alone definitely we cannot have this walk alone because the holy spirit is not just a dove he is not just a wind he is a person he is a person like uh, i believe pastor told three people is one me the holy spirit and my little one so the holy spirit is with us with each one of us when we are away when we are with when we are sensitive to him when we listen to him when we do not listen to him he is with us so let's go to the verses first corinthians chapter 2 verses 10 to 12 says but it was to us that god revealed these things by his spirit so these things refers to the mysteries of god that are told in the previous passages for his spirit searches out everything and shows us god's deep secrets no one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit and no one can know god's thoughts except god's own spirit and we have received god's spirit that is not the world's spirit so we can know the wonderful things god has freely given us god has given us many things like he's freely given us all that he has but how do we enjoy it how do we know what he has given us how do we know more about our walk with the lord if we do not taste the holy spirit so again i want to encourage you on being submissive to the person that the holy spirit is having a desiring to listen to him desiring to receive 
from him because as the next verse says 1 John 2:27 but you have received the holy spirit and he lives within you he is within each one of us he is not a far off person he is not just in heaven uh no he is with within each one of us he he knows everything of god he knows everything that god has for you just just as we told like let's not make christian life boring saying that i cannot go to the movies or i cannot go go there or here and nor am i enjoying god here so he is there and he knows everything and it has already been given also like you don't have to run behind it to take it it's already there our only thing is to just go and take it to just go and receive it from the holy spirit and for that john 16:13 again it says when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth he will not speak on his own but will tell you what he has heard he will tell you about the future yes this is the continuation of the previous verse he knew he knows everything all that we have to do is be submissive and to listen to listen to him you know most of us would be in different stages of our walk maybe we need a fresh new start with the lord or maybe we just need to lower the worldly voices maybe we'll start hearing the holy spirit again so wherever we are can we just can we just look introspect our own lives you know and ask the holy spirit lord i need you fresh i need i need i need you i want to sense you fresh i want to sense you anew and just be submissive and just try to listen to the voice of the lord because he is within you like i'm not i'm not making it up the word says that he lives in me so if he is living in me he is definitely living in you also so can we just ask him and just be submissive and responsive to his gentle nudges the next thing is repentance repentance is a very common thing like we've all said sorry at some point in our life to our parents or friends or whoever it is we've told sorry because it's a very common word maybe nowadays it's used like ah oh, it's okay i'm sorry let's let's leave it there but but we might not see a change in action it's just commonly used at times these days but repentance we we tend to turn away we tend to not seek repentance from god at times because we are just comfortable wherever we are we are just comfortable of not uh looking back to god we are just we are just happy okay and when do we tend to repent may we feel guilty do we feel guilty and that's when we choose like okay fine i should not have said that or i should have you know gone to church last week or you know i should not have ignored pastor's call so we might feel guilty at times and then we feel like okay sorry pastor i forgot i didn't i missed your call so feeling guilty is okay because the word says that godly sorrow brings repentance but it should bring us to the point of repentance feeling guilty and going our way is also not right seeking god truly because he is god telling him lord 
I don't want to do it again. Like I have sought repentance many a times for since maybe repeated repeated things but still his hands is wide open. Still he chooses to embrace and give us the warmth of his love. So his hands are never too short to not hug you however far we run off. Let's go to the verses. Okay, yeah. Uh, so there are, uh, I just want to bring out two kings from the Bible. So for, this is about Solomon. First Kings chapter 11, 9 and 10, it says, The Lord was very angry with Solomon, for his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. He had warned Solomon specifically about worshipping other gods, but Solomon did not listen to the Lord's command. So, this is about King Solomon. So, he had many wives, as most of us know. And what, what happened as a result of that was he turned to pagan gods and he did not heed to the voice of the Lord and Savior. The next is 2 Samuel 12, 13. Then David confessed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan, I've sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, yes, but the Lord has forgiven you and you won't die for this sin. So again, we see that David had also sinned against the Lord. Uh, he had committed adultery with Bathsheba. But we see two responses here. Solomon had a heart of repentance. But David did not have the... Sorry. Solomon did not have the heart of repentance. But David repented before the Lord. Yeah. So... So that is what happened. And we see what happens, what follows. David's line had to continue. But God had to take down Solomon. That is, that is how God responded to repentance. So it is just a sorry. It is just saying, God, I am not going to do it again. Holy Spirit, I need your help to not do it again. We cannot, we cannot stay away from sin because fight with the flesh is a daily battle. So we need, that is why we need the person of the Holy Spirit to say that I need to stay away from sin. And repentance without an action is also not fruitful. We need, we need to show it like God, like it, it needs to be seen when we say, Lord, I'm sorry. It, we need to mean it. And when we repent, there is a divine exchange that happens. That there is an exchange of our sin with the righteousness of God. That is what, what, that's what it says in the book of Corinthians. So when we repent, when we say, God, Lord, I am sorry. This is not, this is not, I, this is, I know this is not what you like. What happens is that sin gets exchanged for God's righteousness. And we get clothed with that robe with the new robe of righteousness. So, next verse is on Revelations 3, 19 and 20. I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. 
So this is a verse that we all know and we all share. So the 19 says that I correct and discipline everyone I love. He loves us and that is why he chooses to correct us and show us the right way or show us what he wants in our lives. And I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, you have to open the door. You have to do it. God does not barge into anyone's life. He's, he, he respects our privacy. So we have to open the door. We have to be sensitive to what God is speaking into our lives. And just open the door and let him in. Because as much as we desire for God, he desires for us. As much or even more than what we want to have a fellowship with God, He wants to have fellowship with us. Because uh, when we look in the book of Genesis, we find one of the reasons that God created mankind was to have fellowship with Him. He used to come in the evenings to walk with Adam and Eve, to, to commune with them, to have fellowship with them. God had the entire angels, the entire heavens, having fellowship with him, having singing worship to him, singing songs of praise, singing hallelujah, singing, bowing down before him. Yet he chose to have fellowship because that is a purpose of our creation on earth, to have fellowship with God. And 2 John 1.9 says, Anyone who wanders away from this teaching has no relationship with God, but anyone who remains in the teaching of Christ has a relationship with both the Father and the Son. Again, another warning to just not run away from God, rather to stay, rather to, to stop sinning. or to, to like, All of these go hand in hand. There is nothing that, that can, we can say that stop running or you know, just repentance or you know, it's all hand in hand. One comes after the other. That depends on how our posture of our heart is. Now, the next thing is on familiarity. Have we become familiar with anyone? Like, have we become too familiar with anyone at times? With our parents? or with our closed ones. You know, my mom is here now, so I'm too familiar with her that I don't have to get into the kitchen nowadays. I don't even have to bother if there is dishes in the sink. I've become too familiar with her over the last many years that at times we take things for granted. Has that happened? Just a small introspection. Has it happened in our walk with the Lord? Have we become too familiar with God that we are like, it's okay even if I don't read the word today because tomorrow God is going to take care of the exam. It's okay anyway. It's, it's going to happen. That viva is just going to pass by. It's okay. We just become too familiar with God. There's a person in the Bible who is too familiar with God that he ran away from God's presence. Any suggestions? Who the person is? A very famous person who ran away from God's presence. Jonah? Yeah. 
Jonah chapter 4 verses 2. So this is what he told God at the end. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. I like this passage so much. Where Jonah says this to God because this is at times me. I say God, you know it. So let's just go up. let me just be this like this. I know you will take care of it. Yeah, we've all become too familiar with God at times that we take him for granted. Yet he is still there. Yet he never fails us. And the moment he fails, the moment we think that he fails us, we are like God, why did you do this because I did it. I mean I I mentioned it recently so when when something happened I was like god why god why till then I was in my own way but then when things went wrong it is only god has it happened like or is it only me who is relating to what I'm saying cuz we become too familiar with the person with the loving father he is with his kindness with his patientness patience because he we know he is patient he gave his own blood on the cross he gave his own life on the cross so he is patient no it's because he loves us because he he wants to have fellowship with us this one last passage it's from the book of songs of solomon okay i just i just want let us just read this passage in a way where we hear god speaking to us it's a conversation between me and god between you and god okay so i slept but my heart was awake when i heard my lover that is my god knocking and calling Open to me my treasure my darling my dove my perfect one my head is drenched with dew my hair with the dampness of the night but i responded i have taken off my robe should i have should i get dressed again i have washed my feet should i get them soiled my lover that is my god try to unlatch the door and my heart thrilled within me i jumped up to open the door for my love and my hands dripped with perfume my fingers dripped with lovely myrrh so i pulled back the bolt i opened to my lover but he was gone my heart sank i searched for him and could not find him anywhere i called to him but there was no reply so this happens at times Okay so this is just a conversation where Solomon songs of Solomon right but can we just take this as a conversation as a love conversation between God and us where he had come knocking on the door but we were just too lazy to get out of our bed we were just too lazy uh, to just you know just we just gave excuses for ignoring the nudge of the holy spirit we just gave excuses for not listening to what he wanted to tell us to to the mysteries that he had to share with us 
that he had to go back that he had to he just left us or he just decided to remain silent for some time so yes our god is a patient god our god is a loving father i just want to encourage you with all these verses there are many more verses in the word of god related to all of these but so just a few that was hand picked just to stay on the track because he is still there however far you run away you can come back it's just one it's just one step like even if you've run 1000 miles it's just one step back home because he is standing there he is waiting and he is looking out for you so god bless you all i hope it was a blessing that really spoke to me and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at our heavenly father is always with you i want to say this if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us send us an email or dm us on instagram you know let us know if we can serve you in any way just a reminder don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and i'm really hoping to see you next week